Amen. I, I want to direct your attention for just a moment to a, it's almost obscure book in the Bible. It's only three chapters. It's found between Nahum and Zechariah, uh, Zephaniah, excuse me, and it's called Habakkuk. It's a, one of those weird prophet names, H-A-B-A-K-K-U-K, Habakkuk. It's only three chapters. You don't find him mentioned other places in the Bible, but it is a book in the Bible. He is the eighth of the 12 minor prophets. If you just want a little history lesson real quick, uh, he was writing around 600 years before uh, Christ. It's the time of Babylon. He was a, a contemporary, we believe, of Jeremiah and Zephaniah. And when the Chaldeans, the Babylonian Empire came and they just they took over, they destroyed Jerusalem, eventually destroyed, I think it was in 586 B.C., destroyed the temple completely. And then you have Nehemiah and Ezra and they come back and they want to build the wall. There you go. There's your little historical context. But you got this guy named Habakkuk who was a prophet, a man of God. And he writes, and it's kind of interesting about Habakkuk because he's writing, it's kind of he's writing his own dialogue between him and God. And he, he's questioning God. He asks God, why are these things happening? Why are these evil things taking place? And, and uh, one of the things that Habakkuk comes to a conclusion is, is the reason e there's evil in the world is because of idolatry. Because people are having hero worship. They're worshiping the creation more than the creator. They worship people that can throw a ball, hit a ball, run with a ball, sing whatever talent that they might have, as opposed to worshiping the one that gave them the very talent that they have. <clears throat> Amen. But in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse number 1, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me. And what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables, that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, and it will not tarry. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. But the just shall live by his faith. I promise to, take, to, to, to not be long this morning. I, I do feel I want to preach. I want, I want to share a word this morning for just a few minutes. I know it's 1230. I want to talk to us for a few minutes on this. Yet for an appointed time. Yet for an appointed time. God, I thank you for moving in this place. We thank you and give you all the glory and honor for the miraculous power that we have felt for the miraculous things of God that you've done in this house today. We give you all the glory and thanks for that. And God, I pray in Jesus' name that you would encourage, let this word be an edification to the body of Christ today. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated. 
Verse 1, he said, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower. And I will watch to see. That word is a Hebrew word, ra'ah. It means to consider. It's, it's considering revelation. It's considering the word that you have received. He said, I will watch to see or consider what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. Habakkuk was saying, I, I will stand here. I don't always understand everything going on around me, but I will stand for truth and I will stand for God and I will wait and, and, and wait on the Lord and, and know that if I wait on Him, He'll renew my strength. I'll, I'll wait on Him and I know He's going to speak to me. He's going to give me a word. He's going to carry me through. He's going to let me know which direction I need to go. He's saying a whole lot in this passage and in the previous chapter. But uh, he says, I will stand upon my watch. And, and I, I'm reminded of 1 Corinthians 15. said, therefore, my brethren, my beloved brethren, be you steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Or 2 Thessalonians 2.15, therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. He said, I'm going to stand in my place. I'm going to stand where God has placed me. I'm going to stand above the fray. I'm going to stand and separate myself from the world. And I'm going to wait on the Lord. Praise God. And I feel like somebody in this hour, you need to rise up above everything around you. You need to put a separation, put some distance between you and the things of this world. And you need to wait on God and see what God will say to your spirit. And at the end of that verse, he said, not only will I stand, he said, but I, 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 will, I will answer, I will wait on your answer when I am reproved. It takes a humble person to say, I stand corrected. Habakkuk said, I will stand for truth and I will stand corrected. I will stand when God corrects me. I will stand when God rebukes me. I will stand when God corrects me. I'm going to stand for truth. When God says you're, you're doing this or you're doing that and you need to change, you need to do this different or do that different, I'm going to stand on the Word of God and I will accept, I will humbly accept His reproof. It takes a humble person to do that. A lot of people in their pride will say, um, nobody's going to tell me what to do, but... I'm going to stand corrected. The Bible says he chastiseth who he loves. God corrects those who he loves. Parents correct and discipline their children because they love them. Verse 2, the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. That word vision, chazon, means a dream or revelation. We need to make our make it plain, make the vision uh, plain. We need to engrave it. That's what it's talking about is engraving it or putting on stone or let it be truth in your, in your life. Let it lead and guide you that you may run that readeth it. That, that word run doesn't mean to run as you physically running, but it means the, the, the word there is roots or R-U-T-S. It means to guard and protect. Church, we must protect the dream and guard the revelation. Habakkuk said we need to protect the dream that God has given us. We need to protect the revelation of who He is. Praise God. 
Hebrews 10 said, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. You need to hold on to the promise. The just shall live by their own faith. Not just by faith, but by his or her own faith. Habakkuk said, we, we, the just shall live by their faith. So let us hold fast the profession of our faith. Some time ago, a few years ago, I preached a message. It's been preached, I know, before many different versions. A number of years ago, I had an opportunity a couple times. I've been to the Arlington Cemetery where the, 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 the tomb of the unknown soldier and the, 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 um, the army, uh, uh, the soldiers there, they have the same uniform. They look the same. If you went in 1989 like I did or in around 2000 like I did and, and you, you go to that, that, that you're going to see the same uniform for the most part. You're going to see the same ritual. What I'm trying to say is you can change the guard, but you cannot change the message. You can change the guard, but you cannot change the message. And in verse 3, Habakkuk said, For the vision is yet for an appointed time. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but the, at the end it shall speak and not lie. The purpose of the vision is for an appointed time. You need to understand this. God gave you a specific dream on purpose. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. God gives you the vision to see beyond the test, beyond the trial, beyond the struggle, to see the testimony. I like to say every testimony begins with a test. We have heard a lot of amazing testimonies of the goodness and miraculous power of the Lord in this service this morning. Because it was for yet an appointed time. It didn't happen maybe when you wanted it to happen. You didn't get the miracle maybe when you wanted to receive the miracle. But it was yet for an appointed time. For such a time as this. If you received a miracle this morning, it was for this time with a purpose. For Him to receive the glory. And for you to give Him the glory moving forward. Ecclesiastes 3, the wise men said, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. There is an appointed time. Time coming. Can I tell you, it's, it's just a matter of time. If God said it, that settles it. It's going to happen. Numbers 23, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken and shall he not make it good? Behold, I have received commandment to bless and he has blessed. And I cannot reverse it. Psalms 119, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. 2 Corinthians 120, for all the promises of God in him are, are yea and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. So Habakkuk was saying, the second part of that, that verse there, though it tarry, talking about the promise, the vision, the blessing, though it tarry, Wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. And I thought, well, that's interesting. He says, though it tarry, it will not tarry. So I had to do a little word study on that. Though it tarry, the first one is maha. Though it delays. Though your blessing didn't come right when you wanted it to come. 
Though your blessing was delayed. Though your, 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 your healing was delayed in your time frame. It was delayed on your calendar. Wait for it. Because it will surely come. And then he says, it will not tarry. That word is achar. The, the Hebrew word achar. It will not procrastinate or loyal. When the time is right. You're going to get your blessing when it's God's time. It may, you may have to wait on your time. You may have to delay. But when God says it's time, it's time. When God says I'm going to raise them up, he'll raise them up. Yet, for an appointed time. God has an appointed time on your miracle. There's an appointed time on your blessing. And though it tarry or be delayed, it's going to surely come to pass. Proverbs 3 and 5 says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. When it feels like my healing has been delayed, my miracle, my provision is being delayed, I, I haven't received it yet. Hey, God hasn't blessed you yet. the title it hasn't happened yet I feel like my blessing's been delayed <laughs> yet will I trust God Audrey, I don't know why God didn't heal you the first time we prayed a year ago where Roger went back there but yet for an appointed time. Hadn't happened yet. Well, I've been praying and seeking and, and, and I believe God gave me a, 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 a promise and, and, and I'm holding on to it. Well, I'm holding on to it. It just hasn't happened yet. Hebrews 11, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not, not yet seen. It's just a matter of time. When the time is right, it will happen. God's way, God's will, and God's time. And then in verse 4, he says, Behold his soul. I'm almost done, believe it or not. I know, 11 minutes and I'm almost done. Behold his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. We need faith to live with nothing yet, when nothing yet has happened. I need faith to live when nothing yet has happened. I'm going to keep saying it until you understand it, until you get it. I'm going to keep trusting God even when nothing yet has happened. I'm going to keep believing God for revival. Greater revival, greater blessing, more people to see it. Even though it hasn't happened yet, yet it's going to happen. I'm still believing for a great revival. Still believe Haggai 2 and 9, the glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former. In the last days I will pour out my spirit. I know they prophesied that happened in Acts 2. It's still happening. 
Well, we haven't experienced it like that as much. Well, we've been experiencing a lot of it, but I don't think God's through yet. But Whistler, I agree with you. When you walk over, I don't think God's done in this place yet. I don't either. <laughs> yet for an appointed time. Some get a blessing. Five minutes later, somebody else is getting a blessing. Somebody else is getting a blessing. So, well, I haven't received my healing. Not yet. I haven't seen that promise come to fruition yet. I keep praying for him. I keep fasting for it. I keep trusting God. I have, it hasn't happened yet, but yet an appointed time. Jesus said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draw. Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. Jesus, we haven't caught anything all night long. We're a, we are professional fishermen. We have fished all night long. We haven't caught a single fish. Yet, we were fishing and it wasn't time yet. We, we were fishing, and it wasn't, but it wasn't time yet. You're praying and fasting, but it, it just hadn't been, wasn't time yet. Can I really have to tell for somebody, it, time, is, time is, is, is now. Time for revival is now. Time to launch out into the deep is now. Time to let down our nets is now. And I'm closing, see? Miracle, 14 minutes. Some of you thought, oh, he's preaching. I'm talking about yet for an appointed time. That word, yet, in Habakkuk, in our text, yet for an appointed time. That word, yet, the, the, the Hebrew word is... Uh, Ode or ood. It's O-D. That's two, two letters. O-D. It comes from, yeah, this is so cool. I love doing word studies. It comes from the word that, if you can see O-D in your mind, think U-U-D. Capital U, little U-D. Ood. Pronounced almost the same. Ood and ood. Ood and ood. Yet, the word, we're, the how we're using it here. It means again or repeatedly. It means still more. There's more to come. I said there's more to come. This is, this, this is, I love it. Matter of fact, if you all, how many like Strong's concordances in the blue, blue Bible? Everybody like Strong's? Everybody like, about, about 10 people. Okay, good. Well. Strong, the, the word yet in Strong's, you want to look at it, it's H, it's 5750. That's the number of strongs in the concordance if you're doing a little word study on it. H and then 5750. It comes from H5749. You think, man, Pastor, he then lost me. That word yet, there's more to come. Wait for it, there's more to come. Comes from UUD, which means to testify. Duplicate and repeat. It hasn't happened yet. But I got a testimony that my yet comes from. 
hasn't healed my body yet. But he's done it before. I got to testify he can do it again. Now you start to understand it a little bit. But I've been praying and God hadn't given me that provision I, I needed. I've been, I've been, one, it hasn't happened yet. Those checks didn't get cashed yet, but I got a testimony. God's done it before. He can do it again. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It hasn't happened yet, but I got a testimony. We've heard throughout this entire services, testimony after testimony after testimony. It didn't happen they, when they maybe wanted it to happen, but it, but it happened. Or it's yet to happen. But I'm still going to church. Even though he hasn't healed my leg, I'm still going to church. Why? Because he's healed me before. He can do it again. My yet comes from a testimony. I was wondering, how in the world am I going to preach this this morning? And then God just moved in like, I don't even know if I should preach this. Now, wait a second. Yes, I should. Sister Kranz was talking about how the, the, in God's time, in God's time, that's how you ended it. This why I'm like, well, okay, Lord. She's got a testimony. Maybe not everything's been perfect. But she got a testimony. He brought me through. He can take me through it again. Revelations chapter 12, verse number 11. And they overcame him, their enemy, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. I have a testimony today. He's done it for me in the past. He can do it again. He's blessed me before. Brother Monks, he can do it again. He's healed you. He delivered you from vertigo before. Yet he can do it again. Why? Because we got a testimony. He's done it before. He's the same God. He's just as powerful. He can do it again. Matter of fact, matter of fact, he gave me that testimony yet for an appointed time. The reason you're walking through the trial, the fiery trial is to try, it's because he's given you a testimony so that at the appointed time, you're going to be able to give him glory. He's going to receive glory when he does the work again for you. That's why I love it, Brother Whistle, when people come up, step out of the aisle, they come up to the front and say, okay, I feel like it's my time. Yet, God, I'm going to give you praise. You've done it before. I know you can do it again. And I'm going to give you glory. I'm going to give you praise. I'm going to worship you. So what is a testimony? It's proof or evidence that something exists or is true. How many have ever been healed by the miraculous power of the Lord? Raise your hand. God's done a, a healing, physical. So look at the hands in this place. You have testimonies in this house. That's, this is the God we serve. And he's done it before, yet he can do it again. That's, why, that's where expectation comes in. We have to have expectation. When we come to the house of God, you've got to have expectation when you pray in faith. 
God, you did it before. I'm going to pray today. I'm going to pray and ask you again. God, cause why? Because I know you can do it again. Uh, I, you can receive the glory. And, and, and I know sometimes I pray, and it seems like the answer is delayed. But I don't lose faith in him. Because the just live by their faith. There's times I prayed, and, and, I, and nothing happened. Matter of fact, there's a lot of times I pray, and I was like, no, I didn't see anything happen. That doesn't mean nothing's happening behind the scenes. And so like Habakkuk, I'm still going to stand. And if God has to correct me, I'm going to stand corrected. But I'm going to stand for truth. I'm going to stand for Him. And I'm going to wait to see and to hear the revelation. I'm going to stand and worship and magnify God and wait for the answer. It hasn't happened yet. Okay, so I'm going to stand for truth and give God praise and glory anyhow, and I'm going to wait for the answer. Well, pastor, sister so-and-so's been praying for that answer for like 15 years. Doesn't mean God can't do it. Doesn't mean God's not any less. Doesn't mean they have any less faith. Matter of fact, maybe they have greater faith than everybody else. Because yet they're still trusting God. For the just shall live by their faith. And there's a reason why God gives you the testimony in the first place. It's yet for an appointed time. There's going to come a time when you're going to have to fall back on that testimony. Well, I know he did it before. I'm just going to trust God. I'm just going to, I'm going to pray. I'm going I'm to come up and ask the elders to anoint me again. I'm going to lift up my hands and pray and believe God. Hey, God, you did it before. You can do it again. Maybe this is my appointed time this morning. For some, your appointed time was this morning. Because some of y'all received a physical miracle in your body this morning. Why? Because it was your time. And what were you doing before the miracle? I was still praising. I was still worshiping. I was still trusting God. Come on, let's stand in this house this morning. I know we prayed, we shouted, we marched around these aisles this morning. I'm going to tell somebody, remind you of the testimony that God has given you. You have a testimony. I said, you got a testimony. Brother George went to, was talking about 1 Samuel this morning, 1 Samuel 14, fair 15. But then you find in 1 Samuel chapter 16, David's anointed king. Saul is already being grievously vexed, if you will. Bad spirit, the Bible says bad spirit was coming upon him. So he said, is there anybody that, that you know of that can help me? Well, hey, there's a, there's a, a, matter of fact, he's a man of war. That's why I don't think David and Goliath, David was no 12-year-old boy. The Bible says in, in the chapter before, chapter 17, chapter 16 says David was a mighty man. And he was well accomplished. He was a musician. And Saul came, called for David. And here comes David. And everybody said, there's this guy. His name's David. His, his father's Jesse. He's been keeping his father's sheep, but he's a great musician. He's a, he's a man of God. God's favor is on his life. Well, yeah, he's been anointed to be the next king. They call for David. David comes, and Saul makes David his own armor bearer. 
Matter of fact, Saul sends messages back to David, or back to Jesse. David's dad says, I, I, David has found great favor in my, I'm paraphrasing, but in my, my eyes. David is awesome. He was humbly, he was uh, uh, comely, he was handsome, like me. Just kidding. He was a handsome young man. <laughs> See, not like me. He was skilled, accomplished. That's in chapter 16 of 1 Samuel. He's a mighty man of war. Young man, he's. He knew how to use a sling. That was the artillery, by the way, of that day. And then you go to the next chapter. David is Saul's armor bearer. So the Philistines come, and they, they make war. They come, and they challenge Israel in the valley of Elah, which belonged to Judah. And that was of the tribe of David, so it was David's home turf. And David's older three brothers are there. And the Bible says, have a little fun telling the story. I, I love the story. The Bible says, that David, we'll go down and read it, verse 14, 15, 16, of, of 17. That David returned from Saul to go tend to his father's sheep. The first day Goliath came out and challenged him, David was there. David was there. And David leaves the battle, or the lack thereof, because they're just looking at each other across the way, because they are afraid of this nine and a half foot, nine foot, whatever, this giant. And David leaves. And he goes to tend his father's sheep, check on things at home. And for 40 days, I preach this many times, it's time of preparation. And David comes back with his father's blessing. He comes back. And it says, Goliath had been printing, presenting himself for 40 days. What does David do? Has a conversation with him. David says to Saul, Thy servant, kept his father's sheep in verse 34 and there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock and I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth and when he arose against me I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him thy servant slew both the lion and the bear and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them. Seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. David, why didn't you just walk out on day one and kill that giant? He was already skillful. He was already a man of valor. testimony that I killed the lion and the bear and if I could kill the lion and the bear with the help of God yet for an appointed time now I'm ready for my giant victory there's a reason why you've been fighting the lion and you had to kill the bear it's yet for an appointed time there's something greater that God wants to do 
there's more glory for God. What did they say? You said it. Saul has killed his thousands, but David, his ten thousands. Why didn't you do that on day one? It wasn't time yet. But when the time came, David was ready with his testimony. Hear me. When he went out, not to, he didn't just tell Saul about his testimony. He went and he told the giant, hey, you come against me with sword and spear. But I come against you in the name of the Lord. I've got a testimony. I serve a God who's great. Oh, I serve a God who's great. I said I serve a God who's great. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Man, I don't even know how to land this plane. God has already done the miraculous in here. But I just feel like someone needs to exercise their faith. Say, God, I, I feel like my healing has been delayed. I, I've been waiting on it. And I'm going to trust you, but when the time comes, I've got a testimony. <laughs> when the time comes, I will testify of the goodness of God. How many have a testimony? How many have a testimony? If you got a testimony, why don't you lift your hands right now and just give God some glory for it? Give God some praise for your testimony.